Hello, 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 and welcome to For Your Run. It's me, Sean. I'm back. Guess what? Blair's too. Blair's here too. Hey. Hey, you guys. As if to surprise everyone with Blair's here. But Blair's always here. Sometimes. Sometimes mm. she's here. Sometimes she freezes and vanishes, but oh it's okay. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. I don't know what the solution is to that problem, but mm. it happens quite often. <laughs> I I do enjoy that rain in Florida causes drops in internet. It's uh Well, in my location, again, for people who may have like witnessed our IG live this past week, I couldn't find yes. cellular service. <laughs> yes. Yes, so yes, it yes. Shouldn't be um surprising that when rain comes, Florida's like, "What is happening?" <laughs> right, right. You're 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 not wrong. Yeah. Oh, just where I live, though. So I don't yes. want to misrepresent all of Florida, just particularly the small yeah. range of land in which I right. reside. <laughs> right. Because we'll we'll be in severe breach of our Florida tourism yes. um, contract. That's right. We cannot badmouth all of the state that, of Florida that we one hundred percent have acquired. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh well, since Florida is Florida is the does it contain the southernmost point in the United States? Yes. Florida that would be Key West, most... right? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. I am not a Floridian if I don't know the answer to mm. that. I'm fired. Well, <laughs> you are. Contract over. Florida contract has fired. expired. But the reason we're bringing this up is we are talking Traveling. to someone from not, right. <laughs> not Florida or the United States. We are for your run international and by international we mean literally across the border from michigan with our canadian friend jeff and you yes. know him on ig as jeff but if you say hey that's a j e f f no no stop stop yourself no we can't just say jeff.runs.wincity because no, you might get that wrong, it wrong. <laughs> it's j e p h and you might say sense. wow curveball but guess what mm -hmm. i think it's cooler just saying just saying <laughs> but all you jeffs out there that aren't that i apologize but his name a little bit cooler to work on that <laughs> today we are going to talk with jeff about guess what he's like me doesn't necessarily listen to all the things has gone through some injury stuff gone through some nutrition things learning about his body the whole adventure yes. the gamut yep it's a perfect episode because it is, it is two versions of me <laughs> talking about those things i enjoyed it it was great it, it was a lot of laughs a lot of laughs and a very good time jeff has qualified for the boston marathon like a few other wonderful folks we have talked to and he will be running that in the fall with all of those wonderful friends and uh we'll talk about that thing hopefully he can cross the border to actually do that i know um let otherwise, him out canada <laughs> yes canada let jeff be free um Otherwise, Blair and I will have to smuggle him. Or, as you will soon learn in this episode, there's another thing that might happen. And uh, it involves a me becoming a Jeff. Yes. But that would be bad for <laughs> his entire qualifying efforts. But uh, that is that is what we're going to talk about with this fine fella today. Blair, 
Once again, I am late to the party on everyone getting their shoes. I hope you're all <laughs> ready to tie them up. Get ready to go. Get warmed up, which as you'll learn, Jeff doesn't do, but he's starting to. Yes. So, hey, take some time. You Warm up now. a little bit. <laughs> this is your opportunity. Maybe it's mine too. Maybe. Newsflash, <laughs> it might not be. But get those shoes tied. Do whatever it is you're doing. Bring us along for, as we've learned from some people, cleaning out a closet, driving long distances, or just the running thing, which is what we're named. So pick one of those. Have <laughs> a great time. Closet. I'm for clean your closet. Yeah. It's dirty <laughs> in there, friends. I'm for cleaning friends. an organization. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right, Blair. I know I ask you this every time, and every time the answer is the same. Yep. Are you ready to talk Always to Jeff? Always ready. Okay, <laughs> onward. Here we go. Hi, Jeff. What's up? <laughs> How are you doing? It's so funny. We like to just sit here and pretend we're frozen. <laughs> Blair. Blair likes to. Actually, it's just me. My internet is amazing on days like today when it's rainy and thundering. And so every so often I'll just freeze and it's real. <laughs> You're getting a hurricane or something? Maybe. You never know, Elsa. She's like, hey, I feel like visiting Florida. You know, she's always the the queen of the north. And so now she needs to be like, what is it like down there? Yeah. We sent her to you. Thank you. From the, well, from the north. To yeah. the south. I don't want her. Take her back. <laughs> <laughs> I will not take her unless she's going to share some of the like lower temperatures. Right now, all she's bringing is moisture and humidity, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't appreciate the humidity either. So that's why we got rid of her. No, thanks. <laughs> you said I have a friend in the South named Blair. Yeah. Go, go she visit really her. needs some more moisture. In her <laughs> she life. loves Disney. She loves humidity. Go you be know. her best friend. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> All right, fine. Oh. I'll take her. At least I can go to Disney then. <laughs> there you go. You just have to send her back in the winter, Blair. That's all. No, says who? <laughs> I didn't maybe you'll actually have terms. to deal with snow for the first time in your life oh I've actually I've seen snow one time when I was 21 I went to New York City my mom took me and I've seen it but it was like the flurry kind that was like dirty on the ground so I've never seen it outside of that you can keep shaking your head but I haven't <laughs> no I, I was I'm trying to think when we first met Blair because my my first memory of you really <laughs> Was oh, no. in was an indie <laughs> when it was like so forty cold. degrees. I believe and that might be you it. and Mel could not handle. It. And I'm like, we I'm couldn't. in my shorts. Yes, and you yes. guys got like two pairs of tights on. And I'm I like, did. I did. What I had, are you doing? Yep, I had tights on. I had at least three shirts, and then I had borrowed Melissa's like ear warmer headband. <laughs> <laughs> and we were only going for three miles, everybody, just three. But we were so cold. And so I was in cold. shorts and a long yep. sleeve and I had to take my gloves off because I yes. was too warm. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's definitely true. <laughs> I know that we both got to run Chicago in 2019, Jeff. And that mm -hmm. morning, I think, was like 37, which was, was still chilly. okay. You know, it was yeah. chilly. I was no. standing in line before the race for the porter potty with some poor guy from the Caribbean. He was not, he was not coping well. He, it was all bad for him. 
you could tell he was trying really hard to put on a strong front. And at one point he looked at me and he went, this is not okay. And I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's not okay. We we're just in line for porta pies. He can't no. even like try to, yeah, he was, he, he tried to stick it up for like 10 minutes and then he broke. He was like, this is not okay. I'm not. That was amazing. Like, cause there there are some amazing pictures I find of me from Boston where I am just <laughs> completely soaked in sweat and water and I am just a, a sopping mess. But I don't remember being like that in Chicago. Like it was just perfect weather. It was, it was a perfect. bit windy, but it was like temperature wise. I, you know, just had a rough training schedule because you're training through the summer and just dying right. from the heat constantly. Right. But then you right. get to like race day and all the heat is sucked out of the weather and you're like, it's go time. Beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, I it was it was my and still is my only marathon, but I've told a couple people this. I I mean, you are you are crazy fast, my friend. But and I know that the goal of first marathon isn't to be crazy crazy fast, it's to get the thing done, but I remember I finished like I crossed the line and like you said the weather was so perfect that day that I wasn't sweating and I like crossed the line and immediately had this small sense of like, cause people around me were right. The last you go over that little bridge and then you go left and people just start dying cause they've spent all their energy. <laughs> and I literally, it was like a saving private Ryan moment. I went, I went up over the bridge and two people were falling down and I like ran between them and was like, <laughs> they're not taking me out. And I finished and was just like, I'm not sweaty. And I feel so good because like you said, you train through the summer, you get to a place like Chicago or Indy and it's, you pray for that like 35 to 40 degree weather. Cause your body's just oh, going to yeah. be so happy. And it was, and the experience was like, I got done and was like, I feel like this is not how this was supposed to go. And all like plenty of people were not good, but I was like, this was not how this is supposed to happen, but the weather that day was, yeah, that, that was a perfect. I weather. think we get really excited about like different races and we say like, Oh, how awesome that race is. I think so often what we lose sight of is, um, we base our opinions on races on how good the weather was that day <laughs> because right. it could be completely like, I mean, Boston is one is its own thing because you could have yeah. great weather. You can have terrible weather but everybody's always going to love Boston. But for other races, it's yeah. going to be like, if it's stupid, hot and humid, everybody's like, Oh, that's a terrible race. It's super hot. Whereas like yeah. I've done races where one year it's super hot, one year it's cold. And I'm just like, Oh, it's a great race because the year I did, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was a, a joke that I have with people on Instagram for the longest time is that like, um, I missed the cutoff for Boston for 2018. So the year that it rained and all that kind of stuff, and I, I said, like, the day that I missed the cut, I just prayed for bad weather for that race, just so I could feel better about the fact that I didn't have to suffer through it. <laughs> and then the next weekend, I had my own race, and it was like Chicago without the weather, without the wind. It was just, it wow. was like 40 degrees and sunny and no wind, and it was great. And every race I went to, it just seemed like I always had just perfect weather, so... Yeah, that was kind of my yeah, thing. Jeff did but... claim like he, if you wanted good weather, you had to invite. I was him about to, to say. Race. Everyone... I was trying to get people to like sponsor me to like, hey, if you right. want to BQ, pay for yep. me to come to your race, and mm -hmm. you'll be right. Yeah. And I'll give you some good weather. It was I'll like bring the, weather, the, weather. the rain, man. <laughs> Nobody ever bid on that. Nobody. No, ever they did it, but it worked really for a little. <laughs> yeah.
really we tried to have. see if the streak was real. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm only thinking now we need to circle back to Todd Blair and be like, you need Jeff to go to Savannah in November. Oh, Not, that's you've true. got enough going on in the fall, I think, Jeff, but Todd is, Todd is a little. I think he's busy in November, right? You're free. No, no. Like I'm, I mean, Boston is early October. See? So that's, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's about, about a month difference. Mm-hmm. I've done yeah, it before. Yeah. So I yes, did. He has. this is one of those like sean i've listened to all the episodes and i feel like sean and i are very similar in a lot of ways uh where it's like do as i say not as i do (laughs) i ran ran my first marathon uh in september of 2016 and i ran my seventh marathon in october of 2018 so that's first game i ran seven (laughs) marathons and like Chicago this fall will be my 12th. So I've really dialed it back. But I was really trying to aim for a sub three marathon. And so um, in the spring of 2018, I think it was, um, my goal race was the Ottawa Marathon. And um, I was, I trained really hard for that one. And it was the last weekend of May. And I went out and I ran a 317. I got to basically like the 19 mile mark and just, it was a hot day and I just stopped. <laughs> like I just that weather, move anymore. That weather snuck up on you. <laughs> yeah. It was like a cool weather up until then. And then that weekend, they always joke is the hottest weekend of the summer in Ottawa. So um, I saw a buddy at like mile 20 and I thought like seeing him would give me that lift to go with him. Cause he's like, come on, Jeff, let's go. And I took yeah. three steps. I'm like, nope. It was just, <laughs> oh, no. I got passed in the last like point two by some guy in bare feet. That oh, was no. just rubbing salt. Forget this. So it, it didn't go as I had hoped. The next weekend I was helping with uh, the social media for another race in Ohio. Uh, and so I went down to that race to um, my goal was to pace the, or no, just run the half. I was going to run the half and just run it super slow and, I didn't run at all that week in between. And I got there and the race director was like, hey, we're missing a pacer for 335. Do you want a pace? And I'm like, no, no, I do not. I do not want to. You realize I just ran a marathon like a week ago. And they just peer pressured me into it. Uh, So I I did the the 335. So in the span of a week, I had run two marathons. And then... A week later, I was like, I really, I really don't want to put all my eggs in one basket because I really wanted to get that BQ for the fall. So I'm like, I want to like try one more time before, um, before the fall to to BQ. And so the Charlotte Boy Marathon, which is kind of northern Michigan, it's where it does lemons from, uh, was happening three weeks later. And so this is kind of mid to late June at the time, um, and. It was just a quick trip for me, but I went up there and I didn't get my sub three, but I ran a 302, which that oh. was where I thought I had gotten into Boston. It was a great race. And so out of the three, you know, the third one was the best, but I ran three in five weeks and it went God. crashing down on me after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't encourage that for other people, but it was, uh, I guess it worked out for me. I do. I do have to say I've laughed because as Blair and I were getting through the first couple episodes, I think we were at episode four or five and I got done. We got done recording it and I like stood up and walked into the living room in my head. I was like, 
I wonder if people are going to be like, who's this guy that is making all the wrong choices in running? And why does he have a podcast to talk to me about it? <laughs> well, I've heard you guys say, it's one of those things like, this is what not to do about running. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I also want to say my first ever race of like my running life, I was, I think I was 13 and it was a 5k for cross country. It was a road race. I had never run a race. Um, and it was like a really weird, like mid afternoon 5k, which is a terrible time for a 5k. So again, not to blame it on the weather, but it was like 92 <laughs> degrees. And oh, 92. Oh, yeah. it's so hot. <laughs> what is that in Celsius? Oh. Uh, I think it's like ask 20, us to do math? I think it's 20, 28, 27, maybe. Here's the thing. I live like right on the border of Detroit. And so all of our weather we get comes from Detroit. So pretty much everybody here speaks Fahrenheit. So I understand oh, Fahrenheit most better than Celsius most time until you get below freezing. Then I'm, then I'm Celsius. I'm doing the, can I, I, I'm making sure I'm seeing if I was Andrew. right. No. Oh, I was, hot. I was almost, it was hot. I was almost there. It was like 30, 31, 33. 33. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So here's the worst part of this, Jeff. I'm feeling pretty good, but I'm just like a 13 year old cross country kid. I start kind of gassing out because I don't know anything about, I went out too fast, way too fast. So there's this, the last 7.75 miles is a straightaway and I'm kind of gassed out and I see what will forever be the world's most intense power walker comes around the corner behind me and he got close to me and i thought i will be damned if this hyper power walking dude crushes me at this 5k so i like sprinted with all of the energy i had left in my 13 year old body because i was like my coach will be so mad if this, cause he was like, uh, he was like, and I'm listen, power people, that power walk, I'm not against you here, but he was the stereotype. He had the big headband. He had the high socks was flailing the arms like crazy. And I was like, Holy crap. I he can't wearing a fanny not. pack. He was wearing a fanny pack. <laughs> he a hundred percent. You're making a comeback right now. So he was a hundred percent in a fashion fanny pack. forward. <laughs> In races, and, though, Blair. In races. Oh. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Jeff, maybe they're coming and I'll wear it this way, sideways. All, <laughs> all I could think was there's no way I can go down in my first race to that guy. Like, he was coming with a vengeance, and I thought, I can't. Like, it was like that scene from Austin Powers of when the guy gets killed by the slow rolling paver of, like, I can't let that guy get to me. <laughs> I've um, been on both sides of that where like I've been able to like blow past somebody right at the end and yeah. have people just walk like go past me like I'm standing still. It's yeah. My favorite's oh. when it's a 12 year old. It's <laughs> <Just>, like <laughs> blowing past me at the end. I'm and like when my yeah. friend's kid passed Todd in the Detroit 5K. Yeah. Like just yep. like a nine year old kid. Yep. I think that was where it all began where Todd. That's yeah, well, that's my favorite. It's <laughs> my favorite feeling when I'm dying and I can't breathe. And here comes the nine year old. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> just like gazelle sprinting to the end. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did a 5K in Chicago a couple of years ago and like all the kids were right at the front. And I was sh kind of shocked how long they, they held on for. But eventually it's like, all right, kids, it's time. For <laughs> <laughs> but in Could front of me, it's like the longest, for the longest time, there's this guy in front of me and he was probably like, you know, late teens. Um, and he's in like 
jogging pants and he's wearing the Dunder Mifflin 5K shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and his running form is just not great, but he's moving good. And I'm just like, after a while, I'm like, I can't look at this. Like, I can't yeah. let this guy <laughs> in the Dunder Mifflin 5K shirt beat me. And so I pulled ahead of him, but he didn't finish too far behind me. So he was, he was legit. Oh, wow. That's funny. I have to make important decisions here. I cannot. This is not how I go out. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I want to... <clears throat> I want to circle back to, we've talked a little bit about, you see how I talk about my running a little bit in in all of your stuff. And I know that 2020 kind of was a happy, it's, I still find myself having difficulty saying like happy accidents through COVID or anything like that. But I know that you, your body basically at July of last year was like, guess what? No more time out. We're taking a hard refresh on running. And I know you had some strength work and PT and all of those things. And you've been climbing the mountain back out of that since July of last year. So first off, happy anniversary of not running. I know that (laughs) today I think you posted you've run more this July than last July. So Mm -hmm. big accomplishment. Kudos. Two days in. Two days in. That's right. Two days in. So what was kind of early 2020 like for you? When did you, and now I'm going to start superimposing myself onto you. How long were you kind of trying to stay on the cycle of I'm fine, everything's fine before you (laughs) said no? It was, you know what, 2019 was like the year that running dreams were made up for me. Like everything just really, Chicago was an awesome, awesome day for me. And that kind of like, made me want to turn the page and really start taking other aspects of my running seriously. Um, I was listening to a podcast today where they were talking about like young runners, their talent only takes them so far. And then they got to start introducing, like taking care of themselves in other ways. And, yeah. and I've really just been that guy that just runs and I haven't done a whole lot else. And so I came into 2020, like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going all in. I got some big goals I want to get after. And so at the beginning of 2020, I hired a nutritionist. And I hired a strength coach and I got a gym membership for the first time in my life. I went to a gym for the first time with like, I think 2019 might've been the first time I'd ever been to a gym and I used the treadmill a couple of times. And that was my, my first time on a treadmill too. Uh, but, <laughs> but 2020, it was like, all right, I'm going to get a gym membership. And so my strength um, training coach kind of gave me like a six week plan to get me started and see how we handled that. And then we were going to build from there. And basically at the end of those six weeks, COVID hit. Uh, and I just like, <laughs> you know, I, I pulled myself into this. I get a gym membership and the world shuts down. I just don't think it was meant to be <laughs> for me to right. uh, be as healthy as everybody else is on Instagram. So, um, I came into it with the, with the best of intentions and, the first week of March was a half marathon that I do every year uh, called the Chili Half up here near Toronto. Um, and it, it went okay, but I knew my training hadn't been as good as it had been the previous year. So, you know, it was a little bit slower than I had the previous year, but uh, I didn't really pour myself into it as much. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I got a couple other half marathons coming up. And I just, I think it was a windy day too. And I was just kind of like, I'm going to save myself for those other halves. So world kind of shuts down. Those other halves become virtual. So I decided that I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to treat it like a race day. 
kind of got up at the same time I normally would, went through the same routines I normally would, and then went out and ran. And the next one was actually a few minutes slower. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, it just felt super weak, but I felt my training had been going okay. And then the next one was another three or four weeks out and I tried again and it was even slower. And I'm like, something is just like, you know, about a third, two thirds through the race. I just like, I can't like lift my feet and there's just something is going on. And I just kept trying to, to force it. Um, you know, I would go back and forth between taking a kind of a week off or just taking an easy week and then trying to get back into training. And then finally there was just like a, a workout that I did. Like, I think it was like four by four hundreds and then do a mile, then do four by four hundreds and then do a mile and do four. And I made it like two, four hundreds. And I'm like, I can't do this. Yeah. And finally, I just kind of threw my hands up and said, I need to go like see somebody and get checked and figure it out. And so, um, yeah, I just basically spent, uh, it was I, in some ways it was kind of nice for me that COVID happened last year Yeah, <laughs> because right. I didn't have to miss any races and all my race fees went to physical therapy bills. So <laughs> right. <laughs> I still spent all the money, but, uh, <laughs> um, obviously like COVID was a hard thing for a lot of people and hard in different ways. But as far as running went for me, it was actually kind of nicely timed. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, I dialed it back. They told me to kind of stop running to get to work on some things at first. And then it was slowly introducing running. So for a while there, it was like, I couldn't run more than every third day. So that was July. I think on my birthday was like the first day I got to run again. Uh, so I got a whole 13 miles in, in July. And then like, if you look at my Garmin, it's like a, a slow build. <laughs> right. June that just ended was the first month since last July where I didn't beat the previous month. So it was kind of, it looks pretty on the graph. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't really like ever a big injury. It was just that my body was just so jammed up. And, you know, I, when I first started running at a different job than what I have now. And so now I do a lot more sitting. And I yeah, think just sure. with the amount of running I do and complete lack of cross training in any way um <laughs> my body just seizes up and all the muscles are getting shorter and smaller and that kind of stuff and uh i need to really pay more attention to that and so it's just really all that pt and and stuff that i went through in 2020 is just been working on that on getting the body to loosen up a bit yeah that i would say actually in the last two to three months jeff i I'm a I'm remote worker pretty much moving forward now and I still sat plenty whenever I was in person in a building um but now I'm doing like real work and then I try to sneak in a little bit of like side job for the run work or for your run work and I have I just actually was just telling Blair, like, I'm to the point now where I'm stuck. My, my stubborn brain is kind of being like, maybe strength training is something <laughs> you got to think about because I too, if I've been in a chair for more than three or four hours and I, right, you used to be able to just spring up like a chicken and be like, get out there, run some miles, have a great time. Nothing will go wrong. Um, but now, like, if I were to shoot up out of a chair after five hours and be like, I will stretch my quad for five seconds, toss on the shoes and go for six miles. I think that something would either a lower back twinge or a calf twinge, like 
something little just says, hey, what's up? That was a bad idea, man. How about warming up at all? So yeah, I am officially starting to see that bus show up. So yeah, my my stubbornness is now saying, hey, that stuff that we don't subscribe to, <laughs> we might want to take a look at. We kind of, our bodies are getting old. I used to be able to like set my alarm in the morning and get as much sleep as possible. And then like from the time my alarm goes off to me, like running was half an hour. Yes. And 15 of those minutes was usually me still in my bed. Uh, so uh -huh. it was just like <laughs> out the door. Right. And yep. now it's like my alarm will go off and I need to get out of bed immediately. And I don't get out the door till 45 minutes later. And those 45 minutes are rolling and stretching and, Theragunning yeah. and just like, yes. I feel like I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, I feel like my body has aged so much in the last two years. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. It has been a unique challenge to yeah. embrace. <laughs> Don't like yeah. it. No, I, I, uh, I had a couple of like nagging calf things and stuff that I've been working on repairing and. Normally, I would get out of a PT, you know, graduate from PT and be like, okay, my body is once again a pyramid, a temple. I am invincible. <laughs> I will ascend and be great. Um, this is the first time I'm coming out of PT and being like, yeah, I have to do those things. Those have to basically be part of my repertoire of running, probably as long as I want to keep doing it, because I know that if I let those things, you know, atrophy again, I'm going to just be back to where I was. So it's a weird place to be, to just be like, oh, I have to pay attention. <laughs> I can't just get up and fly out the door. Yeah, it's weird. Definitely yeah, I, weird. I, I graduated from PT, I think, beginning of the year. And now I'm back because I stopped <laughs> <laughs> and I went back and I was just like, I kind of just want to get an assessment where I'm at, but I'll be honest, I haven't really been doing my exercises since we stopped. So now I'm back and just like, I know that like I can run all the workouts that my coach gives me from here till October. But if I don't do that other stuff, none of it matters. Like most of my, I think my success is going to be based on how well I can loosen up my core between now and October. That's kind of yeah. uh, the tightness yeah. in the hips and all that. Yes. Well, yes. I, yeah. Tightness in the hips should be my middle name. Um, <laughs> I, I laughed because um, there's those tiny rooms in PT that were built for just, right? They go in and they do like a personal assessment. And um, my PT had a college student shadowing them for eight weeks. And it happened to be the eight weeks while I was in PT. So like she kind of graduated shadowing while I graduated PT. But they would do those like, where's Sean's like stretchability at? And I was a little better at the end, but the room is so tiny that they were trying to do like the leg flexibility thing and like my foot's hitting the wall and they're like they just basically like we just have to go out into the big room and do sean's flexibility test because he's just hitting walls with his limbs and it's all bad um but i also wanted to ask you about so this is another thing i think that you probably have lots of knowledge on and have learned only through pushing it to the limit until you exploded in a ball of glorious fire too your iron deficiency stuff. So I know that was a big thing even in 2019 for you. You were still kind of figuring out. I think 
correct me if I'm wrong, some of your early Chicago training still was even at that point. Cause I was, obviously I was tracking everyone that I was friends with that was Chicago training going into Chicago. Yeah. I would like, that was all that was on my radar was just, I'm doing it. They're doing it. We're all in this together. And, um, actually I, I will give you huge kudos. My body about week seven of Chicago training started being like, what's up? Not enough nutrients in our body. And I was like, Jeff, I, this is my Jeff message. It's my iron deficiency. It's my, my nutrition. And I started like eating more bananas. I started a multivitamin. I started paying attention to my diet. And I've never actually, it's shame on me for not ever following up with you, Jeff, to be like, hey man, thank you for making sure I didn't explode before Chicago. <laughs> but I remember I had week six was like the first in my training that I started speed sessions and tempos and strength. And like two or three weeks in, I was trying to just eat, 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 but not, wasn't necessarily doing the right stuff. And I think like, yeah, my body just started flashing a little red light of like, Hey man, bad times coming fast. And I like your face just popped up in my head of like, this is, this is my moment. And this is everything Jeff has talked about as far as iron deficiency and nutrition is telling me I need to not do that. So can you talk a little bit to that and how you've gotten better at that? Yeah, I don't, I know it's not my nutrition is, uh, I've always kind of joked about like, that is not advice you want to get from me. Like you're coming to my IG looking for nutrition advice. <laughs> I think when the, when the account first started, it was like, I was known for just my love of poutine. Um, <laughs> you still are more, known. <laughs> yeah, but more so that, more so that, like, well, eventually it morphed into. So, um, I used to work in construction, and people would come by all the time, and they bring us coffee and donuts. And like every time they bring us donuts, I'd take a picture of it. So people thought I was like obsessed with donuts. And don't get me wrong, I had one or two of those every time they were brought, <laughs> but I wasn't like actively going to get them. But like my account became more about love for donuts than it was really about, you know, <laughs> running, yeah, which is right. Um, but yeah, the, so after that, uh, that Charlevoix marathon that I talked about, that's when I think it really started to settle in because I went to go run, uh, the Erie marathon to try and better that time. My thought was like, okay, I have about a two and a half minute buffer. So, um, and if I can better it, great. If not, I still think that I'll be good, but it'll be close. Um, and I got to Erie and like one mile in, <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> no. Uh -oh. And, never and a good I sign. never got to marathon pace. Not once. Uh, not Whoa. one mile was marathon pace. And so I was just like, it's Erie is, a, is like a double loop. And at yes. the half loop point, I had already kind of conceded this race is over. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, I could just, DNF or I can just do the second or maybe I can just, I think what I decided was the second loop, I would just do it and try and better the first loop because the first loop had been a disaster. There was some bathroom breaks and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just whatever. Um, but yeah, it didn't go well. So um, six weeks later, I was running Detroit and running the marathon there and that one was strictly just for fun but again so i went from running a 302 in charlevoix in june to running a like a 330 something in like i think 330 ish 
uh, in Erie in September. And then six weeks after that, I ran a 353 in Detroit, which, and, and I was gassed at the end of Detroit. I'm like, okay, yeah. something is really wrong here because like I've, I've dialed it back. I've like, I should be able to, you know, with my paces, I should be able to, even if I'm just running easy, uh, yeah. run a little bit better than that. Um, but I just, I could not figure it out. And that was the hardest part is like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, so six weeks after Detroit was, uh, Thanksgiving, well, American Thanksgiving. Uh, so I <laughs> scooted across the border and did the turkey trot. Uh, I have not worked or gone to school on American Thanksgiving since I was like 18. I've kind of claimed it as my own holiday. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big Detroit Lions fan and they always got their yeah, Thanksgiving game. So. Right. It's nice. I get to go run a run a turkey trot and watch the lions lose, and that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yes, um, but uh, I ran a five k uh, for the turkey trot, and I ran it at the same pace I'd run the the Charlevoix Marathon at, and again was just gassed. I'm like, there's a problem that I can only run a five k at marathon right. pace, right? Um, and again, like I just I was kind of at my wits end, and then. The next day, my coach messaged me and said, "All right, I uh, I think I'm going to stop coaching you now." So that was a, that was a great blow to the oh the uh, self esteem the next day, oh. and I kind of like put it out there on Instagram, just like lamenting, like what is going on? I don't know what's going on. And somebody messaged me and just said, "You should get your iron levels checked." And I'm like, "Oh, I never heard of that." And I started googling it, and I'm like, everything that it's explaining, I'm like, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Yeah, and uh, I started taking an iron supplement before I think before I got my test results back. But uh, my ferritin levels were like at like a nine, and as a male, <laughs> they told me I, I should be over fifty or even closer right. to seventy. Um, yeah. they would like to see seventy, uh, but I was at a nine. So they're like, yeah, supplement might be good for you. <laughs> I recall, I recall that post and I was like, that is really bad. Like I, I was totally blown away whenever you put that out there. Like, holy crap. Yeah. It's just, and it, and like the supplements, like, so I started taking the supplement and, uh, it made a world of difference and I had a great spring. So like by this time, this was kind of later in the year. And by the time I got into the springtime, had a great spring. And then after like my goal race in the spring, I, I kind of went off of it again, kind of got lazy with it. And when I was starting to train for Chicago, um, got tested again and it, it had dropped again. Um, and so just like, I remember going to do a workout and feeling it. And I started to get on my supplement again. And like 10 days later, did the same workout again and felt a million times better. Like I could tell it was still kind of there, but just like that supplement can make such a difference in even just a short period of time. And it just, it feels like you have the energy to run, but your legs just won't yes. move. Like it's just a bizarre feeling. It's hard to really describe, but um, I find for me, I found that if I can get my ferritin over 20, it's still not great, but I can, <laughs> I can operate in that. Uh, I think I ran Chicago or not. I think I ran Boston at like a 30 at my ferritin levels. So, um, I, I, I haven't been tested a long, yeah, <laughs> I haven't tested a long time, but I, I think I have around 50, uh, now, which is a lot better because I, I stick to that. I've, I knew, I just know that if I'm going to run, I wonder though, like if those three marathons in five weeks somehow like 
just just yeah collapsed all the yeah yeah like the the house of cards fell or something (laughs) for the rest of my life now i will pay for those three marathons in five weeks by having to take an iron supplement if i want to run yeah that that's a really good question i i I don't know that that's really because i like sometimes you see like people seem to be totally a hundred percent on pace for something and then uh, that's the human body is uh completely astounding in that way and frustrating in that way and yeah that's always kind of a back of the mind thing of like i'm gonna keep doing these things and hopefully i'm just in it for the long term um, I, was just, I was just talking to somebody on instagram about it the other day because they were sharing you know same kind of issue and yeah. the nice part about getting tested for me is that it actually really helped like my my mental strength in training because if I knew that my iron was good, then I couldn't use it as a cop out. I'm like, oh, my iron must be low. And I should just call it. <laughs> it almost became like a crutch. But now that I know like it's up, it's like, all right, no, it's not your iron. Suck it up and nobody cares. Work harder, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Supposedly, right. that's the saying. <laughs> I, uh, I'll give you uh, another kudos too. You, um, I've told a lot of people this and they have also taken it to heart. You were the person that told me and I, this would, I probably would have crashed and burned to some extent, but you told me for Chicago, you were like, do not let your watch dictate your pace. Cause it will suck. You were like, you're in a city surrounded by buildings with 3 million people. Don't trust the mileage that your watch tells you. And so you luckily told me that with about two weeks out. So I had some time to process and be like, okay, man, I'm going to trust my heart rate. I'm going to like run it like a happy zone three. And honestly, two weeks out, I had kind of hit a bit of a wall. My guess what? My hips were tight. Shocker. (laughs) And I was having some IT inflammation and stuff like that. And I kind of had conceded like, I don't like we all always have ambitions to accomplish things, even if we're like, I'm just going out to have fun. But in the back of your mind, you're like, if I feel great, I'm going to probably go for it. And I had kind of conceded a lot of that stuff because I was like, I just don't feel real good uh, about any of this. So I went into that race just saying, I'm going to start and I'm going to run at a 158 heart rate. That way I know that I'm not going into like scary zone five and I'm not going to, hopefully I'm not going to burn out at 16 or 20. And so every time to your point that you just said, like that was a huge mental help for you to know that you have your iron levels are good. Well, because you were like, don't trust the watch. All I trusted literally until I got to mile 22 or 23. And then I was like, I don't think I'm going to hit a wall. And then I started putting pace into it. But until then, every time I was questioning anything or was like, are my legs tired? Cause your brain likes to be like, I think yeah. we're tired. And you're like, no, I'm not. And I would just look at my watch and I, I kid you not, every time I looked down, it would be like 156, 159, 150. And I'd be like, I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. And the only time I ever really thought about time was when I got, you actually get to 13.1, right? The race is telling you where you are. Yeah, exactly. And then I was like, I feel good. My heart rate is fantastic. And so that was another thing that was really, really valuable for me. Cause otherwise I would have been like, I think I finished in my watch that I had run 28.2 miles. Like it was, you know, yeah. so, um, everybody I talked to had something different and it was all yeah. over the place. Yeah. And I go back and look at that sometimes. And 
there's parts where you head up toward the park and it's just a straight line all the way up right to mile eight. My line is like, because <laughs> yeah. it just doesn't know. But um, yeah, that was really valuable to me too. And I have told so many people like before Kaylee went to Houston and before other people have gone to bigger city races, I'm like, trust not in thy watch, like <laughs> listen to your heart rate, just do the smart things but, because but the watch knows all. I know, yeah, I know. I know. Right? It's all knowing. Oh. It's all powerful. <laughs> so, Especially yeah. when it tells me I'm detraining. <laughs> oh, I, I joked the other day, Jeff, because I've been treadmill running for so long just through PT. I finally got out and your watch won't tell you that you're like a human again until you've run outside two or three times. And it told me that I was um, unproductive. And I was like, my watch knows that I'm alive again. This is great. <laughs> it might think I'm crap, but at least knows that I'm alive again. So yeah, trust in thy watch, except for big, big marathons and, and all that jazz. But um one thing I wanted to ask you about too is, so you've run Boston before, you get to go back to Boston this fall. How are you approaching that? We've talked, and I know that you probably heard us talk to Brooke about it and her kind of take on what fall races mean for her since we didn't get them last year. What's your approach going into fall racing and, and just, you know, coming back to racing? I... I, yeah, I remember listening to Brooke. I disagreed with Brooke a little bit on that one. Um, I get where she was coming from. Like, I think it's just everybody's got to go in with just yeah. like any other race. You go in with your expectations. Like, um, for me, like, I want to get, I haven't raced in, in a year and a half at that point. And I've been putting in all this work to get myself back to where I want to be. And I have like big goals that I really want to hit. Um, beyond beyond this fall like i you know in the next few years that i would still like to bring my marathon time down and so uh in chicago my my hamstring kind of crapped out i mean that was another reason that i went to pt was just saying hey like i don't want that coming up again because i was i was on pace and like i was feeling good and and then my hamstring kind of gave up on me and so um and then i but i still had a really good time so that tells me like there's more there um so it's the same kind of thing with this fall is that like, I'm, I'm kind of approaching it where like my, my goal is to run as fast as I can and really just push my limits and give it my, give it my best. Like I understand the people, especially with Boston, because it, because it's so hard to get in that there are those that just want to kind of soak it all in and, and just, yeah. you know, enjoy the, the crowds and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, it's like, I think, I think it might've came out of that episode too, uh, where you guys were talking about it, where you're right. Like I finished Boston and was a little disappointed, even though it was a PR for me. And you had said in one of the other episodes, like, you don't want to finish and feel like, oh, I could have gone a minute or two faster. Yeah. And so, you know, even though I didn't get to run as fast as I could because of the hamstring soreness in Chicago, uh, I just like mentally had decided at some point in the race, like I'm still going to be proud of what I finished with no matter what here and just was a lot happier finishing Chicago. So that's what I think going into fall races is that like, yeah, just be thankful that I get to run. Um, and if I get my time great and if I don't great, but like I'm here and I'm running again and I'm racing again and, you know, just be excited to do that. Uh, not put too much pressure on myself. 
the other big thing I learned, you know, coming out of the Chicago training was, like I said, I'm not even exaggerating. I think over half my workouts, I like, like quit on or just did not go well. Like they were just, I was very disturbed with how that training went. And yet Chicago went so well. And again, I think that's because of the heat and humidity. And yeah. I just, I do not run well in the heat and humidity. I could not <laughs> yeah. like, when I, I came to, to Florida a couple of years ago, um, and I don't think my coach knew it or whatever uh, that I was going or missed, missed the memo or whatever. But like the day I landed, I, I was supposed to run like 10 by 800s. That, that did not happen. <laughs> I made it like six and I'm just like, they were slowly getting, not even slowly, they were getting slower significantly each one. And it was just like, I just need to run easy the rest of the week. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, I don't do well in the heat. Um, but yeah, I, I think that like, I think it's just the attitude of, of being, of gratitude, you know, just being yeah. thankful that your body can do it. Uh, and if you want to just, enjoy the race and soak it all in and do it that way. That's great. But for me, like I, I've been putting in all this work because I'm, I'm, cause I want the results. And so, yeah. uh, for me, I'm, I'm just competitive with myself in that way. And I just need to, I think, like you said, just don't be disappointed with what you finish with. Um, you know, unless I like fall to the ground and like tear a Achilles and like <laughs> have Don't to put be that out there. Yeah. <laughs> that could be disappointing. Stop. Stop. Well, I'm just, I just want to say like, okay, so this was a big thing for me when I did not get into Boston back yeah. in 2018 or 2017. Um, I was kind of on the fence about it because like just at the point of my life, I thought this is going to be expensive. I didn't really know if I could afford it financially. So I'm like, if I don't get in, well, maybe that's kind of good. It takes that financial pressure off me. Yeah, sure. But if I do get in, it's an awesome opportunity. So I'll make it work, whatever. So I kind of felt like I was ready for it. And then when the news came through that I didn't get in, I just felt like I got kicked in the gut and I just, I was out of work and I wanted to go home and just cry and throw up and all that kind of stuff. Because for me, I had set a goal that I wanted to run Boston before I aged up. I wanted to get in knowing that I could do it in the younger age category. And so it was kind of like a hard and fast goal. And that was my last year to do it. And and then like I posted that and all these people were trying to like cheer me up and be like, right. oh, you'll get it next year. I'm like, no, I won't get it next year because my goal was like I had to get in by this year. Right. And this is one of those things where like, I didn't need people to try and cheer me up. I needed people to tell me like, Hey, it sucks. And it it's sucks. okay for yeah. it to suck. Right. And it's right. okay for you to be disappointed when things don't go your way. Um, I'm, I'm not of the type where I want to stay disappointed for long, like go cry about it for two days. And it's like, okay, now let's move on. Uh, but it's okay to let things hurt. You know what I mean? For yeah. sure. So, yeah, I, I kind of subscribe to the same thing. Like sometimes the best thing to do is just in the same way that, Sometimes we don't listen to our bodies and they explode into a fireball. Sometimes the best thing you can do is just let that kind of erupt and it is what it is and uh, try to try to take your scraps and, and, and move on with it. But yeah, I totally get that. And yeah, I mean, I think I think it's incredibly important for everyone to go into this race season, especially with I mean, it's it's amazing. Like I almost like in a way. 2020, I think in running for a lot of us was interesting and 
helpful in some ways that I think like Blair, you've said a couple of times, like it kind of helped you reconnect with why it you did like for running. me. Yeah, it did. Just yeah. because I feel like a lot of times we're in those training cycles and we're so focused on like a specific time or yeah. distance that when it all happened and we didn't have to really adhere to that, it just kind of was like, oh, I can wake up and do whatever distance and run whatever pace. And it was just yeah. less stressful. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I yeah. I needed that in that season of life. Like I needed less pressure to kind of be ready for this season. I feel like I wouldn't be as excited or willing to work as hard if I hadn't had such a break. And I'm really bad at taking breaks, so I don't know if anybody yeah. else is as bad at taking breaks <laughs> as I am. But Hi. it forced me. Hi, <laughs> hey everyone. <laughs> I, I, I don't think if COVID had hit, yes. I would have I would have taken the break that I did. Right, because I wouldn't have oh, felt yeah. that pressure to do it. But like having no races to, to train for, mm -hmm. it was like, it was so easy to be like, yeah, I'll shut it down. But yeah, if yeah. I had, I was signed up for New York and if New York was still on the schedule, oh. I probably would have made a lot more mistakes. Last year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 I, and I'm with you like that. Had there not been a pause, right? Everyone. And I, I've even joked too. I know in a couple episodes of, um, I've seen seemingly a dozen plus people from, April until May who like through May that all got injured in a way because the second that vaccination rates started upticking <laughs> and races became real, people went from, zero I can wake up to... and run three miles <laughs> if I want, zero miles if I want to suddenly like, I need to be hitting 42 mile weeks again. And all of their body, like all of their muscles and tendons were like, no, <laughs> you are not doing that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. You guys I, actually have in-person races. We haven't, we're still not seeing. I know. I wanted there. to ask you what it's like up there now. Like <laughs> I know. if you're still like <laughs> in your timeout. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny because you look at the numbers in Canada and compare them to pretty much every state and we're doing far better than yeah. everybody else. And yet we are still this, uh, past Wednesday, we opened up where, um, I, I don't know. Oh, you can get a haircut again now. Oh That's my allowed now. Gosh. Like that. We're still not allowed in person racing. Like if you look at sporting events, like, you know, the Toronto blue Jays are playing in Buffalo cause you can't cross the border. Like that's still yeah. happening. And it's just like, it's, it's funny cause the, I'm from Canada. So here's your hockey reference, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Stanley cup finals are going on right now. They are. Yeah. I know that. <laughs> yes. Cause it's, it's happening. Not far from you. Yes. Yes. I know lightning. that. I know that yes. one. <laughs> We want Montreal to lose because they beat my Leafs. So, um, but uh, in Montreal, they're allowing 3,500 fans in the stands. And yet outside the building, there are tens of thousands of, like they asked for the Stanley Cup finals to up it to half the stadium, which would have been like 10,000 people. And they said, no. So instead of having 10,000 people inside, you have like, like if they were up in the series right now, there would be a hundred thousand people down the yeah. street. But there's yeah. still tens of thousand people, and there's all there's all different like viewing parties they have set up. But it, it just a lot of it doesn't make any sense. So I am signed up for a race. Uh, I I signed up for like one virtual last year that was not a race that got that went virtual kind of thing, and that was like a five k that I do every New Year's Eve. So I wanted to keep that streak alive of doing that race every year. So I, I didn't really sign up for virtuals last year, um, but I signed up for one that's at the end of July in Toronto. And basically we're scheduled to move into our next phase of reopening, like the week before the race. And they've said that if we 
are allowed, we'll hold it in person. So, but they said, we'll know that week. So oh, good. <laughs> basically, like, I think the week that this episode might air is the week that I will find out if I have an in-person okay. race for the first time in 16 months. Wow. And the last time I did it again, it was super hot and I blew up and it was terrible, but I'll be thankful to be racing. Right. Yeah. How far is it? It'll be a half marathon. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I, I do work with someone who is currently stuck in Toronto. She works where I work, but is from Canada and went to Canada when COVID exploded. And she's also just not allowed to come back yet. So I'm still like zooming her and being like, so Wendy, how's it going? Um, you can, the funny part is that you can travel to the state. Like I can fly over to Detroit. I can't drive over to Detroit. So I don't understand why that is. Yeah. I can get a helicopter ride or something. I don't know. But like if, if I wanted to come down and see you guys, like I'm allowed to fly down there. But then when I come back, I have to sit in a hotel for three days and yeah. make sure I'm not, you know, infected. And then, then I go home and sit at home for another 11 days right. and can't go anywhere. So it's just right. like. Disney race isn't worth that. <laughs> no. No, 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 it's not. Really not. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in July. No, well, they just released that they are doing races again. I saw so that. yeah. So like the, there's one in November and then in January and stuff. But everybody's yeah, so very excited. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what they do for Boston. Like they sent out a survey asking, like, are you vaccinated? Do you plan to get vaccinated or are you oh, not really? getting vaccinated? And okay. and then like how they how that all shakes out. Um but uh, even just like for me, the travel of it all, because I don't know what happens for crossing the border yet. And we're right. just kind of like going on faith that the world will be back to normal by then. But yeah, no. right. I've, I've been disappointed on that front many times. over the last <laughs> six months. I'm, I've been like the optimist through, COVID. oh, we'll be back to normal soon. No. You're like, I give up yeah. now. <laughs> we're never uh, coming back. No. We'll yeah. be here forever. <laughs> oh. What uh, I, I wanted to ask you too about, since you really don't have a choice, but you seem to excel in it anyways, and I know this will bring Blair just so much joy, but um, oh, no. I love I love winter Jeff running. Because I love you, winter Jeff you, running too. I just don't want to participate. <laughs> as we were referring to uh, Hurricane Elsa here, as we as we let in, like you kind of just let the frozen just completely take over your face and. That's I the whole point. It. It's the winter it beard. <laughs> oh yeah. So I usually start growing it in like mid to late October and then mm. it goes till about mid March and it, man, it makes such a difference. Like people wear yeah. these big masks to cover up their face. But like, as soon as I shaved that beard in March, it is so much colder outside. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> mostly it's because I like the snow beard picture so much, but we, we don't get as much snow here. So when I first started running, I first started my Instagram account, I lived in Quebec and it, they get so much more snow. <laughs> and so like, <laughs> I just came back with a face full of white every single time. Um, there was one point, I don't remember a couple of years ago when we had the polar vortex, Sean. Yeah. I, I remember uh-huh. hearing of it. <laughs> Blair yes. heard about it. We I I got learning smashed in science class about the polar vortex. <laughs> that thing was not fun, man. Like, Yes, it was zero. It was zero, really it was zero yeah. here. And I'm, I'm sure it was colder for you. It was zero degrees, not even Celsius, just zero degrees Fahrenheit here right. for four weeks straight. And yeah, fun. Yeah. 
That reminds when I first started running, we uh, we set a record for like the most consecutive days where like we hit, I think it was like minus 20 or minus 30 Celsius, which I don't know that it's conversion. Cold. Maybe Sean, you can run that, but cold. it was like, I started running kind of in the middle of January while I was living in Quebec outside. And so I went to the running store and said like, I hate being cold. Give me all the warm things. But like I said, I just run so hot and I sweat so much. Um, Mm. It like, I, I wear, I don't have to wear as much anymore. I I realized like I, I came back just sweating like crazy from those runs and uh, I don't need as many layers as I as I once thought I did. But uh, that polar vortex a couple of years ago, I remember I had like an hour run outside scheduled. And yes, or I had an hour run scheduled. And I'm like, I'm going to do it outside and say I ran in the polar vortex. And I made it about 45 minutes and I could not feel my toes. And I'm like, I should probably just shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was, Keep your yes. toes. <laughs> yes. But that was like, even with the beard, I had to wear a face covering and uh, I, the, the cold weather, like I'll, I love the fact of like going out in the, in the sunlight where there's not as many layers to put on and it's, it's bright out by mm-hmm. six in the morning easily. Um, that's the hardest part about the winter running is like, it's, you know, you're stepping out into the cold and it, it's the hardest part is the first 10 minutes after that, you're pretty yes. much like I warm up and, and I'm yeah. fine. Um, but it's, it's just like get the, all the gear and getting ready and then just the darkness for me because I would always run before work. And so yeah, the most depressing time is March because you know you're getting close to the end of it and it starts to get a little bit of light as I'm finishing my run and then daylight savings time will kick in or kick and out of which way off. we're going. And it goes back to being dark for yeah, you know, yeah. another few weeks. And it's just like I need <sighs> – the hard part is just the dark. Like if it was sunny yeah. at 6 in the morning in that cold, yeah. It would be easier to deal with, but it's, it's the dark that's harder than the cold for me. Yeah. It, I can't participate I, in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but you ran in Indy with all the pants and all the I did. I did. That. I ran in all the things, but it still was not even remotely close to what you guys deal with. <laughs> so I just, that's I'm like with you in the fact that I need sun. I need sunshine. Obviously living in Florida needs sunshine, but like my body doesn't warm up like in that cold. So everything is stiff. <laughs> but, but but like, so when I came to Florida that one time yes. um, yeah, and, and ran those 800s and I, I put something on Instagram about like, you know, we complain about how cold it is, but I will take the cold over the yeah. heat any day. And like some people from Florida thank me for saying that because to run in what you guys have to run in, all year long <laughs> oh. it's like a warm hug <laughs> no no i need change we're like olaf oh that's why elsa came because i'm olaf and oh. i need more i love warm hugs that's why she came <laughs> describing running in florida summer as a warm hug might be the biggest stretch that you've made so far on this podcast <laughs> might be a little worse than that. um yeah maybe but I mean, I don't know. I just, we don't know how to deal with cold. So it's all we know. (laughs) Considering that like four hours ago, Blair, you were like, I almost exploded. (laughs) I did. I almost exploded. So it's just really bad right now. And I only ran three miles and it was like, I couldn't see. There was so much like sweat in my eye. Like it was so bad. (laughs) I don't know how it compares to like Texas, but I was actually mentioning this to Brooke the other day. And I'm like, 
I remember going bad. to Texas in July because I haven't been to Florida in July, but I've been to Texas in July and thinking, oh, Texas, that's like desert, right? It's like no. it's probably going to be like a dry heat, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? No. And so I got no. there and then we were like in the southern tip of Texas in mm-hmm. uh, Rio Grande Valley or whatever it's called. <laughs> and I walked out of the airport and immediately wanted to like throw up and swear and die. <laughs> I was I was so angry the second I couldn't because I was not expecting I was expecting a dry heat. No. Nope. And yeah. I just I was so mad. No. Nope. So yeah. so very, very mad. Yeah. Yeah. Brooke and I can relate to a lot of things. <laughs> a favorite, a favorite thing of mine, Jeff. I will never ever forget this. I interviewed once in Phoenix. And a guy that's a Phoenix native has lived in Arizona his whole life had never, he had only recently traveled to Washington DC, had never felt humidity before. And he was so pissed. He was like, where are you from? And I was like, I'm near Pittsburgh. And he's like, Pittsburgh, that's near DC. And I was like, yeah, he's like, it's very green there. And I was thinking, yeah, that's normal. And then I was like, wow, his whole life has been brown and tan. And he said, that's that I couldn't do that. He said, I got out of the airport. And I started moving my arms and thought, is that the air? Like he said he was like flapping his <laughs> arms because he was like, humidity feels weird. And I was like, yeah. it does feel is, weird. It's heavy. This is such a weird conversation. Like he was like, I felt the air. He's like, I yeah. could feel it in my mouth. It was weird. I was like, this is so crazy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will say too, Jeff, that I think there is for me, nothing better than like a, for you, like minus one, minus two Celsius. So like 30 degrees here, 28 degrees here. When you can like kind of Claire wear- is so confused with the conversions right yeah, now. You can kind of wear shorts and like a, maybe get rid of the long sleeve three miles in and your body is just like, I'm warmed up, but I'm not sweating at all. And I have energy and my heart rate's wonderful. And you feel like you could run for seemingly eternity in that moment. I've had moments where I'm on like a rail trail in Morgantown and I'm like 10 miles into like a 16 mile run and I'm just happy. I'm just like, it doesn't get much better than where I am right now. I'm not freezing. I'm not tired. The air is not weighing me down. It's just a wonderful. The big moment. thing at when it, at those temperatures is always the wind, right? Like yes, yes. I can take. I'll try and speak American here, since probably most of the listening are American. But like, <laughs> I I can take like if it's twenty degrees and not windy. Yeah, love it. Agreed. Right? But yes. if it's thirty two and feels like twenty, it's bad. absolutely it's miserable. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So the wind yeah, is, cuts is through the big factor. It's yeah. literally a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And right, I'm right staying in Florida. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You've never oh. convinced me more on staying in Florida. Thank you. <laughs> well, was it was it windy when you were in when Indy? I think it was. I mean, I don't know. We don't have like a. I don't know. Like she's a, a racist. You know, I don't. I don't think that you were. She's a racist. I remember, I remember going back the next year and it was windy, but that was the year I was pacing in that you year. You were pacing that year. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think that, it was actually a beautifully winter. like weather day, you know, like yeah, I think was. when your weather streak started. <laughs> <laughs> I was coming back from injury and I remember like I hadn't run. I remember yeah, getting to like the halfway, one. I got to the halfway point. I almost said to the group that of like 30 people that I was facing, <laughs> like, this is the furthest I've run in like three months. <laughs> so, like, I probably real. shouldn't say that. That's, That's real. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, do you want to pace? And he's like, sure. This guy, he can just show up and pace you at 
335. No problem. <laughs> that, that was a 325. Oh, <laughs> they asked faster. me. They asked me to do like a three fifteen, and I was like, ah, that's, oh, "That's probably not responsible." Yeah. <laughs> but it was. Uh, I really that was. I mean, as much as I was off last year, like I said, mm-hmm. it wasn't really an injury. It was more just like my body needed to be stretched out before I got injured. So, um, but that was like the only real time I'd been injured. And then I went to Detroit, and I was an ambassador that year. So I was running the mile, the five k and the half mm-hmm. and I, I remember lining up for the mile and they're like anybody who wants to run like a sub seven minute mile you go in front of the rope and i'm like okay so i kind of take a peek and there's like 10 people i'm like well i gotta try now <laughs> <laughs> and so like i'm talking with the guy next to me and i'm like yeah it's been shin splints he's like oh that's just pain you'll be fine for a mile that's right and it's so, just a mile <laughs> so for the longest time that ended up being like my mile pr um, but that's where I met Todd for the first time. And, uh, it was crazy. To, I remember, remember the shock of how tall Todd was. Are, Sean, are you taller than Todd? Like, he, I is. he is. I yeah. Okay. Cause yeah. I met, I remember meeting you. Like I grew up, my stepdad was like six, seven. Uh, yeah. so I was always used to having people who were taller than me around, but yeah. I'm six two and I don't run into too many people that are taller than me. So I always kind of find it uncomfortable. Um, yeah, yeah. people that are taller than me. <laughs> I, uh, so y- you had a lot of stuff going on in Chicago, but we were in Stan's Donuts together for I think about twenty or thirty minutes. And at one point, you actually said to me, "I can't stand next to you." Like you, <laughs> you, you got about six people down the line because you were like, "This isn't normal for me," so I have to go. Over it there. is. Yeah. Yeah. It is. But like, it, I just remember like taking a picture with him, and a lot of people had met me, and they were like how tall is that guy? Because they knew how tall I was. And I look like, like most people look like next to me next to him. So, um, but yeah, I ran that, I ran that mile in the 5k and I was like, I'm going to pay for that later. But by the afternoon, I'm like, I actually, or in the afternoon is where I felt kind of rough. But the next morning I woke up, I'm like, I actually feel okay. And so I ran the, the half marathon a little too fast with some friends <laughs> and I had never been in so much trouble after a race, like trying to get back to indoors where it was warm was rough. But then like the, the, the adrenaline kicks in and like, I feel great. I'm going to sign up to pace a marathon in two weeks. Uh-huh. And, yep. and so I emailed, <laughs> I emailed Andy at lunch and said, Hey, you guys still looking for paces? And they emailed me back at lunch. I'm like, we're looking for these. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Don't do what I do. Do what I say. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. yep. <laughs> that I mean, it's race. it's good that we've had you on, Jeff, because you're just you know reinforcing this entire mantra of um, of what has become our podcast. Of Sean has really bad stories and hopefully positive outcomes. So um. yeah, I mean, it's just. We're not professionals, so have some fun with it. There, <laughs> there really aren't rules. And I mean, there are some rules that will help you get better, but like right. in the end, just this is supposed to be something that makes you happy, right? So yes. agreed. Throw on some NSYNC and run, right? right yes, or Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> yeah. Yep. My I just girl. need all the like 90s, 2000s bands, and I'm really fine. <laughs> yeah. I remember sure. when I first, first started, I'd always run to podcasts, and then I put on oh. music for the first time, and all of a sudden, I finished running like that was really fast. <laughs> All of a sudden, apparently, music helps. It does but help. It does I help. I don't usually do music too much anymore. It's I, I like to go headphone free or put on a podcast. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> but I mean, it's you're can. right. Like I do have a marathon playlist and it is majority like that exactly what you're saying, Blair. It's Backstreet Boys, it's mm-hmm. NSYNC, it's like all that like nineties, early two thousands. Yes. yes. Um, and and that's what that's what gets me moving. Or Kelly Clarkson's in there quite a bit too. I love we love Kelly. <laughs> yeah. We are sure a pro pro Kelly podcast. We are. We're all for everybody in the pop genre. That's right. <laughs> my right. my kids are unintentionally kind of intentionally named after Kelly Clarkson in some way or another. Ooh, that's brilliant. My, my wife found that out after they got named, but <laughs> <laughs> surprise, honey. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh. Well, I first want to say. I'm really excited that you allow this podcast to in some way become semi-international now as you Thank are you. That's right. <laughs> our first non-United States person. Well, the reason I was asking you about recording because we were going to do this last week and I'm like, oh, am I going to be on this week? Because it would have fallen right on Canada Day. And I'm like, you dad, I'm Canadian on Canada Day. Wow. We couldn't but. have planned that worse, huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You had Todd and he's- uh, Didn't even think about it. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, Todd. Todd, Todd, Todd. Um, well, yeah, again, thank you for getting us into uh, some some Canadian podcasting. It was wonderful. I'm excited for you to get back to Boston. And uh, is that going to be your first? I, I know that um, you're probably going to run a couple other things you said, but that's like your first big, big race coming back, right? If that one goes live at the end of the month, that's the yeah. only other thing. I'm, I don't really, okay. I don't know how we're going to get it together, but really Boston's the only thing I got planned for the fall. Okay. So maybe I will come pace Todd in uh, Georgia. <laughs> that would be really fun. <laughs> There's a whole gaggle of us that'll be in Richmond in November too, Jeff. Right. From, yeah. But uh, yeah, he just will just stay. He'll do Savannah yeah. the weekend before. Yeah. Hit yeah. Richmond and then that fly way back you, and just quarantine yeah. for the that, next that, 14 yeah. days. That's how yes. I travel. I love traveling, but like it's it's hard to so I just took up running so I could travel the races. Yeah. That's right. right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's my wife. Everybody has their wife running. Uh-huh. It's so to, I get travel to travel around. Uh-huh. Dude, runcations are wonderful like we we joked like i think everyone's pretty aware now that like covid was clearly in places before march but we were with we were with brooke in austin just having a great time in the middle of february and like i mean it was probably ravaging texas at that time we were like everything's great have a great time um but yeah well, didn't um, i see you in florida right before covid started? did i see you or not that time i was in florida the week before covid hit or like two weeks before COVID hit. I don't know if I did a race that time or not. In March? That four miler. Oh yes. Yep. That was right before. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Yep. Wow. That was a fun one too. Yeah. Yeah. We have well, lots my- of fun races in Florida. Oh, <laughs> uh, and they're all hot and just bad. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And oh. Oh, they're not all hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can say everyone I've done is I remember standing at the start line of that, uh, of that four miler and yeah. everybody's like, oh, this is great weather. Like it was cool for Florida and I am just dripping in sweat. Well, standing it didn't help. Yeah. We ran, didn't we run two miles to the start or something too, I think. Yeah. And then, yeah. So well, that, but that you was gotta figure, most people probably did a warm up. I'm the only one that just cannot stop sweating <laughs> profusely. <laughs> just a little bit of humidity with the heat. Just a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I am hopeful that you are on the right track with all of your things, Jeff. And uh, I hope that you get to show up in Boston mm-hmm. and uh, have an amazing time and rock that course. And uh, yeah, all the best for 2021 and everything moving forward. And uh, yeah, look forward to keeping up with you. And I'm sure at some point I will continue to get little inklings of uh, suggested betterment from you again. <laughs> Like you gave me two or three super big things to to head into Chicago with that I think were uh, incredibly valuable. So much appreciated again. And yeah, looking forward to seeing everything that you get to do through the fall. And hopefully you get to cross the border and experience all those things. (laughs) I've invested a lot of money to travel to Boston this fall. So hopefully that doesn't all get flushed down the drain. But thanks so much for having me on, guys. It's uh, it's, it's been a great podcast. I've listened to all I uh, I'm currently wearing my compression socks again i kind of got away from that but that became from brooks yeah. episode that just yeah. like i need to get back i remember i couldn't sleep that night after i listened to a podcast so i got up at like midnight and started ordering <laughs> more compression socks and like yeah so it's it's helpful That's and awesome. you guys are just fun to listen to and uh you know because i've met both of you and had the yeah. chance to hang out with you a bit it's, it's a great time so thanks so much and you guys are doing an awesome job Really thanks. Thank I really you. I mean, thanks for both, coming on. We enjoyed yeah, it. <laughs> really appreciate it. And All the way back to the track street when it first is that kind of where it started? Uh yeah, that's when it was kind of evolving. Yeah. 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 And I'll just say if if stuff gets weird with travel, I guess Blair and I will have to figure out how to smuggle you across the border to Boston. So we'll Or we'll you can to- just dress up like me and take my bed. Not that no. I have like, We're not that fast. <laughs> Sean, Sean can do it. Okay. Can, okay. Sean can do it and I will pretend that I'm I, I mean, <laughs> just a little bit of a news update for everyone. I'm gonna start pseudo training for Boston tomorrow. <laughs> 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 All right, man. Well be well and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Thanks so much, guys.